especially, I mean, and we can always relate it to our, our clients, but, um, you know, that you can't get anywhere if you don't believe that you're actually going to be able to get there. You know, it's there, there has to be that, that foundation. And so many people put so much effort into something that they don't really believe they could ever do. And so they never get there. Right. Right. They never, (laughs) I feel like I actually experienced the opposite side of that. I was so held so strongly onto my belief that we were going to move here and live in this home. And that's as far as my planning and wishing got. I just <laughs> spent all my energy on get let's get into this house. Let's get into this house. And then I got here and I was like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot to plan what my life is going to look like in this area, in this setting. It's time to start getting clear about what that is. And so uh, just a lot of like through transition and through change, I think you have to, you're if your setting changed, like if your work environment changed, if your uh, your career or living situation changed, I feel like you almost have an opportunity to kind of redefine what things make you feel confident or the things yeah. that you do make you feel different in self-confidence. Yeah. yeah, no. And, and I also want to talk about, cause I think, um, I think, uh, you can't have self-confidence without self-awareness first. Mm-hmm. And so like kind of, cause self-awareness to me means that you understand what you're good at and what you're not good at. And then self-confidence is taking what you're good at a step forward, kind of into action planning and actually doing something about what you feel like you are good at kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But if you don't really understand yourself enough to know what you can even pursue or what you should even be confident in, then it, you know, it doesn't matter. So something, yeah, something like that. And I know self-confidence can be just a general self-confidence, like, Hey, I exist on this earth for a reason type thing. And it can also be very specific, like with our jobs, you know, I'm a really good trainer um, versus, you know, like, oh, this is just a job for me. I'm kind of just average or whatever. And then that carries over into how you perform at your job type thing. And I, I think too, like what recently through this self rebuild of my own personal confidence, um, pride, the topic of pride kind of kept coming up for me. Um, because at the time during my move, I wasn't eating very well because my living situation had shifted. I wasn't, so I wasn't proud of my nutrition. I wasn't working out as much during the four weeks of my transition. So I wasn't proud of my working out like habits and I wasn't proud of anything. And like, I wasn't proud of how I was performing at work because I'm still very new in this career as I went from training to radio sales And so I didn't have pride literally coming from a single inch of my life. And it was so it felt like it sucked the self-confidence from me. Like I couldn't carry myself with my head high like I was used to even just like two months earlier. Uh, So, yeah, it was really what are your thoughts on how do you build pride or are and it's interesting because I do think that pride is almost a negative there's a slight negative connotation to it, I think, for some people um, because it sits closely next to ego. Where do you think pride yep. and ego sit next to each other? Or where is that line with self-confidence? 
Well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the, the drawing the line between what is pride and what is self-confidence because mm-hmm. pride, you're right. There is a good type of pride. Um, you know, you take pride in, in, or maybe pride is the result of self-confidence. Like a good kind of pride is the result of self-confidence. Like after you've accomplished, like, I feel like self-confidence is what is what starts the momentum mm-hmm. and pride is the result of your momentum kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That so makes I think sense. that that's kind of, and, but then ego is um, maybe it is a misunderstanding of yourself. Maybe that's where ego comes from. Um, like you think like I should have been this, but mm. I turned out to be this or like something like this. It should have happened this way. Or like, I should have been good at this and I wasn't type thing. Hmm. And maybe that's where ego starts to, to kick in and, um, and it gets in the way mm-hmm. of what you were truly meant to be. Does that kind of make sense? I don't know. If yeah, that's no, that does right actually, not, it's, it's a, a step back when looking at it, but it's actually very relevant to the stuff that I've been reading lately. Um, that I read a really interesting Uh, statement in regards to mental illness, which I think is a very relevant topic for a lot of people right now. Um, Yes. And it explained that the, and I'm probably going to butcher this, I should just have the book in front of me to read it, but I'm going to give you my interpretation from what I remember. Um, It's about regarding the conscious, which is your, you know, your thoughts and your perspective and the unconscious, which they related to your your truest desire, you know, that that thing that you should be doing, that kind of inner calling, but it's subconscious. Um, And so choosing to not listen to, or when your unconscious and subconscious deviate significantly from each other, that that's when mental illness can happen. Um, Hmm. It's a bold statement for sure. And I don't think that it's a blanket statement by any means, but I do think that when you're so far off your path, it will feel like it. <laughs> like right, it, right. you know, it can really create a specific mental place um, that can be not healthy. It, what, right. what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's just my experience with it, I guess. I felt like my mental health took a nosedive during the transition and actually in parts of quarantine, um, being home alone with nothing to do. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, uh, it's interesting to see what kind of mind games that played, um, now that I'm back working and occupying my time in different ways. Um, listening to my calling, I guess has been relevant as well. Yeah, no, I think, I think, um, you know, self-confidence definitely bundles under mental, mental health. I think that's a, it is a part yeah, of mental yeah, health because when you're, when you're mentally healthy, you j- t- tend to have a better self-confidence. And when you're not paying attention to your mental health, that's when everything starts to slip. Um, but I think um, maybe even, you know, self-confidence um has to do or like as far as um mental health goes Mm -hmm. um because we were in such a change transition like you were talking about earlier and how change kind of totally shakes that whole self-confidence and you have a choice to either continue with your self-confidence or to let it slide um during quarantine when everything kind of shifted and took us by surprise um 
I mean, we had a choice to either say, okay, we're going to take this change, um, take the bull by the horns, or we're kind of just going to fall into a mini depression, if Mm -hmm. you will, Mm -hmm. and let everything slide. And I think that's what a lot of people did. I think they just didn't know how to handle such a such a big change Mm -hmm. and so they decided to just let everything fall to the wayside I mean you let your physical health fall to the wayside you let your mental health fall by uh, binge watching you know tv or watching too much news or whatever it is and then it seeps into your ability to do anything else right your your confidence to be able to do anything else with your life because it's just so much at one time. Um, Whereas if we would have taken the approach at first to say, okay, this is a big change, but what can we do to combat it in a healthy mental way and even physical way? um, I think self-confidence wouldn't have dropped as much for a lot of people Mm. when you have an action plan in place for that kind of stuff. Right. Being able to specifically identify what things are going to help keep that momentum going. And I think that momentum is really important and that you mentioned earlier on how gaining momentum is kind of associated with confidence. Um, And I think starting with super small tasks like cleaning the house can, you know, like really put me into a good mood, especially if you like try to create as conducive of an environment as possible to whatever mood you're kind of trying to feel in. Um, Absolutely. I I know that I felt that a ton during my many emotions of quarantine, but if I was able to crank good music and do the dishes and get a good sense of pride going to like get that momentum going through a self-confidence of like, yeah, I'm doing good today. I could, I would get a lot more done on those days than if I just kind of like, ignore the pile of dishes, stay in my pajamas and fall down that death spiral, (laughs) let it slide, just accept it. Uh, It's kind of acceptance versus taking charge. Interesting. um, Yeah. Little micro moments. I do think that self-confidence, just like people think that great transformation happens in great moments, uh, like big events. But I think just like that, it actually happens in super small moments. You grow confidence yeah. and pride in like the most small tasks possible. And then that accruing over time and keeping those small promises to yourself week over week over week, that over time will pull you kind of up and out. But I do think that when you're coming out, it is a cycle. It's a sign function. You're going to get up and you're going to feel like you're over it. And then you're going to tumble down a little bit. And then come back yep, up out of it exactly. and come back higher. I have like noticed that feeling or that cycle happen a lot of like, we're on the way up. Yep. Yep. I'm through it. I'm past this spot of like feeling through the ick and then boom, <laughs> I'll have a trip up for a shorter period of time and I'll get back up and I'll stand up taller, but it's not a one and done solution by any means <laughs> from coming from a place of having low self-confidence and low pride to getting to that place where you feel untouchable on top of the world and singing to your passions. Right. Well, and I like your, I like, I was going to say the promises thing too, like the small promises are just with exactly with like when we attack uh, physical health, right? Like making yourself small tasks to accomplish throughout the day. That's exactly what feeds into 
your self-confidence is the small little tasks that build up over time. And then eventually you see the result of doing bigger things based off of your small little tasks that you accomplished. And that's really what produces self-confidence. Right. You really can reverse engineer it. If you know, one, where it is that you want to go, I think that a lot of people... Uh, I guess that was that was my biggest problem when I moved here. I didn't know where I wanted to go from here. So it was hard to get moving <laughs> and move in yeah, a direction, yeah. chase a passion, you know, whatever. I couldn't do that because I didn't know where I saw myself in five years. I hadn't thought about it. So it took me to sit down and physically think about what can I picture myself doing in this new space with these new people in one, three, five, ten, fifteen years. And revisiting those things that I had, I go through them on a regular routine basis. But I think a lot of times if you don't intentionally go out of your way to visualize or, you know, write down or give thought to where you see yourself in the future, it can be harder to feel motivated to want to get up and move in a certain direction to feel productive in an area to gain that momentum, to gain that self-confidence. Um, Because there is just no drive. I think people are only motivated by two things, you know, either towards pleasure, which is what this case would be, or away from pain, um, which would be away from feeling like you're on a death spiral of depression during this time. That's what I try and run away from. Yeah. Well, and and I wonder, too, um, you know, just after that little bit, and we kind of talked about how self-confidence is the momentum, but I think it's, it might even be a chicken and egg thing, like which one came first. Cause it's almost like you have to take a step first with the small promises. And then self-confidence is the result of your taking a step, but then the small bit of self-confidence that you built up helps you to do bigger things in the future. So it is kind of the momentum, if you will, but it may not necessarily like if somebody has very low self-confidence and they ask, okay, how can I get it bigger? I wouldn't, I don't think I would say, uh, oh, you just have to believe that you can't, you know, like that, right. that is something that you have to literally just take a step, even if you have doubt. And then once you start taking small steps, your self-confidence builds, which then the self-confidence is what helps you to do bigger things. Right. Yeah. They definitely you know? grow on each other over time. Yes. Yep. So it's, it's a, it's a helpful tool, but it's not necessarily something that everybody can just pull out of their bag whenever they want it. It's definitely, um, yeah, it's definitely not always, uh, it's not always there and readily available for you, right? which I'm sure you experienced during this whole time too. And yeah, knowing it and doing it are two different things. And the longer that I neglect looking at a problem, the bigger and scarier and heavier it feels. And it is like the most painful thing ever to not want to do a task or some not, you know, be completely avoiding something so intensely. Uh, and the longer you don't look at it, the longer it kind of grows. Yeah. But that's when you, once you've built up to that point of having that, you know, you're, you're feeling good, making momentum and you're feeling confident, then you can take on that task with a lot less fear involved and a lot more ease surrounding it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that goes with the direction thing too, right? Like you said, I didn't even know what I wanted to do with my life. 
that even required self-confidence. So then you start, like you said, with the small tasks, like the cleaning the house and all that kind of stuff and kind of build up small promises. And then when you do figure it out, you actually have that self-confidence to be able to attack that big career shift or whatever it is that you have to do um, because you already kept all those small promises to yourself. Right. And it's interesting too. I think that a lot of the, like the initial spark of hearing your greater path or whatever, a lot of that is, I think it's just faith. We're all just going out on a whim, hoping that that little voice inside that for some reason urges us in one path or another is like, you just, you have to go out on a limb and just trust that that's, you're you're feeling a certain way for a reason. And that was, that's an interesting concept um, to me. And it, like, I'm trying different ways to kind of listen in and hone into that um, inner intuition um, or that sense of kind of which way to go next. Um, but I think once you can kind of listen into what that is, you can head down that path. You know why you're supposed to be there, right? Like you have a little bit more faith as to trusting the greater plan that everything happens for a reason, whether it feels like that in the current moment or not, just trusting everything happens for a reason. Keep moving forward, get your eyes set on new sites and find those steps that you can take to move you closer down that path. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean, every, every big move that you make in life is going to require a little faith because nothing is certain. Right. Um, but do you think that, um, do you think that in a sense, faith and self-confidence are slightly contradictory or do you think that they actually coexist well together? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, cause the, just the term yeah. self-confidence. So that means that by myself, I'm able to do this, but really the definition of faith is that I'm not able to do right. this by myself. So you almost have to figure out a way to coexist and live with both faith and self-confidence, um, which is a really odd, like, yeah, it's a really odd thought. It is. You know? And I, I do think that, um, using like personal mental discipline. I do think to some degree you have to discipline self-discipline your parts of your psyche. Like I think there's just a lot of mammalian instincts that we have to learn to kind of keep within the railings. Um, that's actually how I felt during bodybuilding in general. Like, okay, I have to figure out how to (laughs) get myself to follow a set of rules, even though my body wants nothing but to deny them. Um, right, right. So it's interesting that you have to use like mental self-discipline in that area. And I do think that that act of mental self-discipline, uh, you know, like saying no and proving it like to a big extent, I think that does build self-confidence. But I do think that the more that self-confidence grows, the more your ego grows. I felt my ego grow from, you know exuding large amounts of personal willpower over my nutrition to the point where it wasn't spiritually I I, okay I remember thinking I'm better than this person because they are a victim to food and food is controlling their uh actions like their food has their power over them because they can't say no and choose something that's healthy for their body and I don't think that that's a positive thought to have about other human beings but 
having that thought at that time helped me to get through what I was experiencing, my personal experience with it. Um, so in that way, like ego helped me, but I also don't align with that version of myself in terms of like just treating other people kindly and not knowing what, you know, experience they're living. Cause I think ego can take a flip, but it depends on how it's being useful and if it's hurting other people, I think it can be a good motivator ego or something you can feed into. I don't think it's completely null and void, not of value at all. I think it can be a good motivator for people. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, um, self-confidence? I just thought about this. Do you feel like self-confidence is focusing only on oneself and ego is focusing on comparison Mm. with everybody else around you? That's a good question. I like when you were just describing right there, like where you kind of let your self-confidence turn into an ego that helped Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned looking at other people and what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, if I have self-confidence, I'm only focusing on Kelsey getting what Kelsey needs to get done. But if I have an ego, I am now taking what I am doing and comparing it to other people, which in certain aspects, yes, could help you, but then you take it too far, obviously, and then it becomes destructive to you and other people around you. Um, and then I feel like if we're bringing faith back into it, faith is almost the, the little string that keeps your self-confidence from going over the edge and turning into a negative ego because then now it's all on you versus maybe you're able to do certain things very well but you're not able to do it all and so faith is what kind of brings you back to reality and says okay like I'm in control of certain things but not everything and that's when I need to have faith to be able to move forward right and move into a new direction Mm, interesting Yeah. yeah I do think that faith is on the opposite end of uh, self-confidence now that you put it that way or like on the on the reserve side <laughs> when all right. self-confidence is gone you lean yeah. on faith why is yeah. that so true uh, I have that's exactly. a whole that's a whole nother conversation that I would be interested in talking to you about though but just the inter- oh, yeah. interesting uh co- or the interesting phenomenon of people really questioning their faith and religion when negative life events happen. I've been very curious about religion in the last, uh, probably since June or July, probably since July. Uh, there's a very open minded exploring in that realm, but that's a topic for another day, but an interesting one nonetheless, is it not? Totally down for that. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I'm poking around in the religious realm from a very realist perspective and it's interesting (laughs) oh yeah I love I love that topic because obviously I grew up with a very strong faith background but I also have a decent knowledge of several different religions and um and I just think it's just such a fascinating topic how um the balance between sticking with what you believe in but also not letting that get in the way of you being a good human being Mm. like that's just such a fine line to walk and I think there's a lot of people that do it wrong and I mean but who's to say that's wrong too that's the other caveat 
is, um, you know, if you're going after something that you believe strongly in, like, how can I knock you for that? Now, of course, when it becomes injuring to other people, then that's a whole nother. Right. You, you know, it's just such a, it's such a hard, um, but very fascinating topic. Yeah. And that's so. where passion and anger uh, sit on two sides of the, the same spectrum, uh, which is actually, well, this is kind of pulling it full circle. If you can't picture where it is that you want to go, start by looking at the things that just really make your skin crawl or like that get our eyes out of you. Like when you like the kind of vents, when you come home and you're like, you feel better after you vented to someone about that issue. Look at that issue because the other side of that is somehow related to you. And that's something you care very strongly about, or that's personally relevant. I, I feel it feels like I'm not giving enough context around that situation, but anytime that something like gets you upset, there's a greater personal truth that's trying to show you through that. And so if you don't feel inspired pulling towards a specific direction, find out the things that you do care really strongly about, passionately about, even if it's in a negative sense and look farther into that issue so that you can do work in that area to improve that situation that gets you riled up. Cause I think having an outlet of something that you feel very passionately about and, and something that gives you energy is really important. Uh, and right. like just keeping the energy wheel like fluffed up or like running. I don't know. <laughs> no, I like that. I mean, well, what a relevant topic for 2020 right now. I mean, oh, yeah, there's so much like passionate anger right now, Yeah, but I think I, and and it's not necessarily negative. Like you said, there there's probably a very good reason for it, but I think too many people are passionately angry without understanding why. Right. And so it turns into a very negative thing versus if we were to step back and say, okay, I'm clearly very upset about this, but why am I upset? What are the events that led up to me being so against this particular um, scenario or issue or whatever it is and then it would lead to a lot better conversation or at least a better way to handle the anger right. versus just letting it kind of do whatever it wants to and run in your life yeah you know understanding kind of where it's coming from why is this happening yeah yeah, yeah. I agree so very, and I, very uh, relevant and um Earlier, you met. You had a great connection about self confidence in relation to the things that you're watching, and so like news. And I do think yeah. now more than ever, people are consuming more, way more news, and it's way more negative than ever before with our current political and economic situation going on in the world. Uh, and I think it's super important. Like I just feel like the greater kind of sentiment in the world right now is headed in a it's in a dark space and I feel like it needs to shift into a more positive place of people looking for the positive that's going on in the world um because you're always yes. gonna find more negative if you keep looking for it so I think it has to happen for people on an independent basis to start intentionally putting their faces in places where there's happy news coming out in whatever way that means so whether you're gonna read self-help books if you're going to listen to podcasts, I think those are both great ways to surround yourself with a positive headspace that's thought-provoking and educational, 
rather than fear-inducing and anger-inducing. Uh, what yep. you consume matters. And if social media is too much right now, it's fine to take a step back or redefine how you want to use that platform on your own terms. I think, especially during a great change, it's a good opportunity to reconsider all of your daily habits and consider you know, removing the ones that don't serve your greater purpose um, and adding in some intentional ones that do get you closer to where you want to go. Well, and fear too. I mean, I think fear is something that can easily uh, squelch your self-confidence. So if you're focused on, on um, fear-induced news all the time and that's all you have coming in, of course your self-confidence is going to be in the toilet. Like, you can't fear and be confident at the same time in a certain area. Right. It's not possible. Right, in the same so, area. I think, I think you can have, um, there can be an unknown, right? Like there can be an unknown present and you can still move forward with self-confidence. But if you fear that particular area, there that's going to put a damper on how much you believe you can move forward with that. Right. And I've uh, uh, easy to remember statement is action combats fear. And same for, I think, fear and anxiety are very closely related. Um, so if you're feeling anxious about something in high anticipation, or if you're feeling afraid, fearful, so afraid of something, you can take action to kind of calm that feeling and that you're getting in your body um, and put that control back in your power and take action on at least something that you have control over. Um, yes. It's almost like a recognition system. Like, okay, I'm feeling afraid. Okay, now what do I do? What is something that I have control over that I can do right now and take action? Or I'm feeling anxious. Um, that one's a big one for me. Anxiety. I'll feel it. Okay. Why is this anxiety happening? Okay, I ate, I drank two cups of coffee and didn't eat breakfast. So it's, this is a caffeine-related anxiety. So I'm going to drink a bunch of water, eat a bunch of food, go for a walk, move my body, and then come back to it. Or is this a a different, you know, related anxiety or fear and combat that specifically. You kind of have right. to stop and yeah. ask yourself where it's coming from to be able to figure out yep. how to address it. Yep. Completely agree. Cool. Well, I think that this was a very interesting topic. I feel like I draw, drew some new connections um, of these topics that I've been thinking about lately. Um, so for that, I thank you. Great questions and associations. Are there any other tidbits that you wanted to add um, for someone that may be experiencing great change in this world right now that's looking to improve their self-confidence? I mean, I guess to just kind of sum it up, if, if, you're, if you're in a spot where you feel like you've experienced a lot of really hard change, I think that's what really shakes anybody's self-confidence is you experience a lot of hard change. Um, I would say the best thing that you can start doing is taking very small steps in very, very basic tasks. So I love the whole clean your house up, get yourself dressed, um, you know, maybe doll yourself up if you need to, to do the things that you know how to do first and, you know, make some small promises to yourself to either, you know, maybe we tie it into listening to something positive where you're going to listen to one positive um, 
you know, piece of news or read, you know, five positive pages out of a book or something and start with the small things. And once you get that underneath your belt and you're like, okay, I'm doing something, whether it's in the direction you want to head or not, I'm doing something, then you can start to redirect towards, okay, this is the big thing that I want to accomplish. And now that I know I can do these small tasks, let's take a step forward towards this big shift that I need to make in my life. And that's what's going to start the ball rolling with your self-confidence. I love it. I think that that is a perfect or a great success formula for everybody to help pull them out of from where they're at to where they want to go. Uh, So thanks again, Kelsey. I very much enjoyed this and I will talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye.